back-to-back -back World Series losses. That is the weight that the Los Angeles Dodgers are carrying into the 2019 season, and all they did over the offseason to try to put themselves in position to get back to October is, well, send Yasiel Puig and Nat Kemp, among others, right into the National League Central mayhem going to the Cincinnati Reds. What's up, everybody? I'm Tara Wellman. Welcome back to Bird Seeds. Thanks for joining me for another series preview. Now, if you're new here and you like what you see, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. And then if you want to know every time a new video is posted, make sure you hit the little bell icon so you turn on the notifications. Now, if you're like, what kind of video content? Well, I cover the Cardinals for birdsontheblack.com and I create daily and weekly videos all about St. Louis and the Cardinals, all to keep you, the fans, in the loop and entertained. So today I'm joined by Randy Radcliffe, who covers the Dodgers on her own YouTube channel as well as other social media platforms and was the fan-sided sports fan of the year last year. Just a casual little nod to her commitment to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'm thrilled to have her join me today to talk all about those Dodgers, including Cardinals favorites Joe Kelly and David Fries, and just how incredible the start to the 2019 season has been for LA. Well, Randy, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Now, for everyone watching, we're recording this post-Cardinals home opener. The Dodgers also played earlier today, and we're still a few days ahead of the Dodgers-Cardinals series. So for some context, that's where we're at in the schedule. <laughs> but Randy, how are things in uh, sunny Southern California these days? They're good. Um, things are going well. The weather actually kind of sucks. I'm hoping it gets better soon. I mean, for us, it sucks. For other people, they're like, oh, 70 degrees, amazing. Here, we're like, no, that's not good enough. But it's going well. Um, and the Dodgers starting off the way they did, making it a little bit easier after coming off that another World Series loss. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But for people who don't know you, who haven't seen you on Twitter or on YouTube in the world of baseball internet land, uh, you go to a lot of Dodgers games, like like yes. all of them at home, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, last year, I attended every single one at home, yes. And I have not missed one this year. And as a result... Uh, there was a Sports Fan of the Year award, I believe. Yes. Yeah, that was through Fan Sided, who's also partnered with Sports Illustrated. So I was I was a part of that. I, I honestly entered it almost like jokingly, like, why not? And then I completely forgot about it. And then I ended up getting an email that I was like a finalist in it. And so I was kind of like, oh, great. Like now I have to compete against <laughs> other people who might actually be way more intense than me. But I guess when you attend, it, well, it ended up being 82 because the game won 63. Um, that that kind of does it for it. People people don't really question the fandom at that point. It's a, it's a pretty solid commitment yeah. at that point, I would say. Have yeah. you ever been to a game in St. Louis? No, I have not. Okay. But it's, well, it's on the list. Every, okay. every stadium's on the list. Uh, National League stadiums are more at the bottom because the Dodgers go there every year. So I try to do American League more than anything. Um, but it's it's definitely on the list because I have heard it is very intense as an away fan at those games. And I, I don't think anyone can outbeat what I've kind of experienced at uh, the Giants away or the Giants home games. But I I'm interested to see how it would be in St. Louis. That's probably fair. I, I have not been to a Giants game, but I can imagine that being a pretty intense experience. I would assume it's, <laughs> I would assume it's your equivalent to probably going to Wrigley. Yeah. Yeah, which can oh. be an experience for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've only been to Giants once, but it was 
It was a inter it was definitely probably the worst experience I had as a fan. <laughs> so once <laughs> is enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll go back because I actually love the park and I'll go back because it does it doesn't bother me. When I say worst experience, I just mean like the most harassing. It doesn't bother me though. I it's part of the sport. As long as no one actually takes it too far, then it's all good with me. Keep it about the sport and I'm good with it. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> not to go back to those unpleasant memories, but this year the Dodgers are coming off of that frustrating World Series loss against the Red Sox. And if nothing else, Cardinals fans can relate to that, losing <laughs> to the Red Sox in the World Series in very frustrating fashion. Um, but coming off of that, what were you hoping for from the Dodgers front office? What you wanted to see over the offseason to kind of put them right back in a spot to be there again this fall? I mean... <sighs> I was, I really wanted Harper. When the season had first ended, I didn't really care for him. But then I think the hype of his name being brought up with the Dodgers so much kind of was like, okay, this could be a thing. But in reality, I didn't see many things that actually needed to be changed. When you go to the World Series back-to-back -back years, clearly you're doing something right. And Manny Machado is a great player, but in my opinion, he's no Corey Seager. Um, I just, I think Corey Seager is different for us having him in there with our lineup. And so I felt like getting him back, Justin Turner stayed healthy, unlike the year before. So we could have a full season. Um, for me, it was really, we needed Bellinger to fix his swing against lefties, which is clearly working. Um, and just kind of a little bit more from the bullpen, which I think is only working because we have so many starters that they're able to put good starters in the bullpen, which is really what we need right now because our bullpen's been kind of a disaster these last few games. Yeah, we'll talk about that in, in a minute. <laughs> but I want to ask you about the big trade with the Reds because uh, that sent some ripples through the NL Central, obviously. It uh, all of a sudden made the Reds a team to maybe not contend with, but at least keep an eye on with the additions of Puig and Kemp. And that was probably the biggest trade of the offseason. And it was big pieces like Puig that the Reds needed. What did you think about the Dodgers sending those pieces to Cincinnati? So after the initial shock, I mean, every year I thought Puig would be gone. I was really surprised he made it as long as he did. Um, after the initial shock, I'm actually in the very large minority that was happy that him and Kemp were gone. Um, I didn't necessarily care for Alex Wood, so there was no really issue there. Farmer didn't play enough for us that it mattered. Uh, the only, Kemp bothered me because he's been one of my all-time favorite Dodgers and it was a bummer seeing him go. But from a baseball standpoint, it was the right decision. It had to happen. Um, and I was happy with, ha with the trade, even if we weren't going to get much for it. Um, I just, Puig is Puig. And I think I think it's good for both parties. I think he needed out. And I think the Dodgers needed to cut that relationship because it just seemed butting heads. It seemed like there was just, there was something going on behind closed doors that I don't think fans knew about. Um, and I just, I think it'll be better for both of them. I think the team is already kind of showing the consistent at bats. Puig was not a very consistent hitter. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't necessarily consistent. So I am actually, and more so now, seeing the way that Bellinger and Pollock are playing, even more happy that the trade had happened. Otherwise, we may not be in the situation we're in right now. Yeah, I was always really curious about that Puig-Dodgers relationship, wondering how much of it was kind of 
exaggerated by fans because you know fans have a tendency to <laughs> exaggerate yeah. things a bit um well we was, just we see what we want yeah exactly exactly and there was always something there that just never went away um, yeah which was always interesting to watch from the outside but i'm sure a little bit frustrating from the dodgers perspective to never quite get past that yeah i did not like him until the end of, I think it was 2017. So I had been like wanting him traded for the first three, four years he was in LA, just because I, I wasn't big on the antics. I was very traditional in the sense of how I was a fan. And I have luckily and happily kind of changed that a little bit more that I'm embracing the fun because baseball needs it. Um, the 2017 World Series though changed a lot of that for me because the Astros all showed that emotion and so did the Dodgers and it it was so much fun um but yeah I just it's I just could never get on the boat with him because it was just it was too much trouble at yeah. least when Matty and Lee was there he was getting in trouble on the field off the field Roberts did really well but he still he wasn't happy being platoon and I understand not being happy but as a fan i want my players to be willing to do whatever the team wants them to do to win that's what matters to me i don't care about the individual player i care about the team so <laughs> it was a little easier to get over <laughs> fair enough I think and most. i think uh i think there's a really interesting possibility for him to kind of have that change of scenery and, and be fine in cincinnati because if there's one thing that city needs with baseball right now it's excitement so at least he'll bring some intrigue um to cincinnati now one thing that has not been a problem this season so far is hitting home runs <laughs> that no. is something that the dodgers have done plenty of what have you seen at the start of this season with the the offense and producing in the way that it is and the i mean there's home run power all through that lineup but mm. to this extent is still a lot it's, it's insane yeah i i never expected it it's unreasonable for any fan to think that this is going to continue um i mean you never know i can't say it's not going to i have no idea but it's been crazy to watch we saw a lot of this last year with them a lot of home runs but i think the difference is this year it's not just home run or strikeout mm -hmm. we're seeing everything else kind of fall into play too singles doubles triples sack flies that we didn't get any of last year we were so bad um but i just they just they look better i don't know what our hitting coach is doing but they're taking a lot of walks they're not forcing things and to me that's a big piece of no more puig no more kemp and no more grandall all those guys pushed at the plate and we're not we got more patient as his career went on when he struggled he tried to do too much and we don't really have guys on the team like that now because everybody picks up everybody. So it's a lot better, I think, now than it was last year. Um, but I, every game I watch, I'm amazed to see them just hit the ball the way they do because it no, it seems like no team should be doing it as much as the Dodgers are doing it. <laughs> well, and as a, a person who watches a lot of Cardinals games, they're doing the opposite of that right now. I mean, they are hitting home runs, but they're striking out all the time it's either a strikeout or a home run at this point essentially mix in a, a double every now and then from Colt Wong <laughs> or Matt Carpenter but uh, the the balance is nice and that's the thing that the Cardinals offense doesn't have right now but also nice having Cody Bellinger hitting like he is I mean what can you even say at this point we're we're a week plus into the season and he's kind of blowing minds everywhere <laughs> yeah He's, I mean, he's setting franchise records. He's leading the league in home runs and RBIs. It's, 
after last season, I think we all kind of felt like he had it in him, but I don't think anyone expected this. Um, he couldn't hit left-handers last year. So to see him hit, I think he already has two this year against left-handers. To see him come out and hit left-handed pitching like that is, I think, a very big key piece to our success. Without him, I think we are still a very good team like last year, but I don't think we can finish the job without him hitting. Has there been anything that he has talked about or that he's been asked about as far as what changed over the offseason? Or is it just sort of continuing the progress that he was making last year? I, that's a good question. I, not anything that seems to be publicly a big deal that they're constantly talking about. Um, It seems like the new hitting coach, I did read the new hitting coach every single day gives them a printout from what that, what they need to expect from that pitcher in the count. If there's guys on base, the pitches they'll be throwing, if they faced them before and what they've seen from that pitcher. Um, And I also think it's just he's out of the sophomore slump that pressures off him to repeat his uh, rookie year. And so he just he's able to go out there and kind of be free without everyone going, OK, I have to repeat what I did last year because he didn't do bad last year. But for what he did his rookie year, people looked at last year and were like, dude, you're kind of like, what is this? This is not good. So I don't think he's going to get any worse than last year. So he's only going to get better. And he doesn't want to be a platoon player. So he is doing anything and everything he can because that's all he's got because he doesn't want to be sitting against left-handed pitching and whatever he's doing is working. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think he's making quite a case for himself to not yeah. be a platoon player. I actually just read, again, we're recording this on Friday night, so these numbers could change a bit before they actually play on Monday. But he has 70 home runs since his Major League debut on April 25th, 2017. No one in the National League has more, but Paul Goldschmidt, now a St. Louis Cardinal, also has 70 home runs in that time frame. So that'll be an intriguing matchup to watch. But really, that just proves the point that he has a, a superior skill. Because when you're in the same conversation, the same breath as Paul Goldschmidt, yeah, you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, Gold, Goldschmidt's a monster. I he's I before Bellinger came up, I had wanted the Dodgers to find a way to get him on the team because he's just he that dude can hit even when he's slumping. He's still finding a way to hit. It's insane. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, on a more consistent basis. I've been a huge fan of Paul Goldschmidt for years, and to uh, to now get to see him every night basically is. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't catch the contagious strikeout disease that's going around. We'll see what Funny happens there. Three and was it opening day or the second game? Second, yeah. Okay. Against it's against the, the Brewers, yeah. Um, which was pretty incredible. It was... Yeah, that's uh, got to be a nice welcome after you just signed that extension and made yeah. that money. It's a lot of fans get into the stress of how's the player going to do after they get all that money? Like Trout hasn't really done much since signing that ex- extend- extension. And I would assume Cardinal fans are going to be pretty ruthless if he does not live up to that uh, <laughs> that contract. So They, they do have uh, pretty high expectations, yeah. I would say. But it's funny, in that game where he hit the three home runs against the Brewers, um, actually in talking to some people who were there covering the game, he actually hit foul balls that went to places in the stadium that people in Milwaukee have never seen anyone else hit before. 
um, like fouling off pitches that hit the windows on the the first base side <laughs> in foul territory. They'd never seen balls go up that that, that high right. before. So he's uh, he's something to watch for sure. Yeah, he's, um, he's special. Yeah. Outside of Bellinger, you mentioned AJ Pollock. What else are you looking for from the offense as they, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to ask yeah. for much more, right? But but where do you feel like there's something specifically that needs to continue or that maybe could change or someone else that could step up as as you expect them to <laughs> maybe come down from this high as far as the home runs are concerned? I would like to see more running on the base paths. Um, I think it's, it always messes with pitchers. It changes the game up. Um, the issue is we have a very slow team. Outside of Bellinger and kind of Taylor, we just really don't have much speed on the team. But I think things like that are very important to offense. You need to be able to get guys into runners into scoring position. Um, but right now, I mean, I enjoy the home runs, but I want to keep seeing. One thing I'm afraid of is the home runs continue, but the doubles, singles, sack flies with guys in, with, in scoring position is one thing I'm a little bit nervous about because we were, I think, the one of the worst teams ever, apparently, in baseball, uh, coming up clutch with runners in scoring position last year. So that, I think, lost us a lot of games, and that's my worry. Um, but right now, it's kind of hard to imagine that stopping, but nobody nobody on the team is going to be flying this high all season long so we'll see what happens when they hit their first slump if they're able to kind of come through with the base hits and not trying to swing for the fence to get out of whatever they're kind of feeling at that moment yeah yeah well that's when having the pitching to support the hitting <laughs> comes into play um obviously starting the season without Clayton Kershaw what's the status uh, of of the ace at this point so he's pitching another game in OKC, I want, in three or four days. And then from what it sounds like, if all goes well, they expect him to be back with the team. Um, he pitched with OKC, was it, yeah, yesterday. He apparently looked okay. He did give up a home run, um, but it wasn't anything really, I think, serious. Um, he was more so, I think, just making sure he felt good and trying to hit his spots more so than making sure every pitch is a hundred percent. So as long as I think, as long as he's not hurting, they're going to get him back. I just, I hope they don't rush him back because we, it's nothing against him. It's how good our starting rotation is. We don't necessarily need him right now. We need him at the end of the year. So I would rather they not, he's a very, he's a huge competitor. So he's going to tell the team he feels fine. I think mm -hmm. even if he's not a hundred percent, and I just, I hope that they, I hope that they don't rush him back because we've got guys right now that are dominating and we don't need to risk hurting Kershaw like we did last year. <laughs> so let's talk about that starting pitching because uh, again, at this point, we don't know exactly what the matchups are going to be in this series next week, but the starting pitching has all of the pieces to be successful at this point, regardless of who they're, who those matchups end up being. So what have you liked? Who has stood out? What are you most impressed by with this rotation so far? Julio Urias is the first one that comes to mind. Um, Walker Bueller will come to mind. He's had a very slow spring training, so he'll get there, not worried. But Urias came off that uh, shoulder surgery, which in kind of baseball history a lot of guys haven't really recovered from and were able to get back to the what they were doing um but he is he was hitting 97 on the gun in spring training I think he might have hit 99 once uh 
but he just, he looks good. No matter if they're big leaguers, minor leaguers, nobody's hitting him. Um, and I, I wish he wasn't coming off an injury because they're going to limit his innings, but he has stood out very, very quickly into the season. It's always interesting, but like cautiously uh, optimistic, I think, when you see a guy coming off of a surgery like that. Shoulders are so tricky, and it's, I mean, the Cardinals right now are dealing with Carlos Martinez, who's down mm -hmm. with a shoulder thing. They're not really <laughs> calling it an injury, but they're treating it like it's an injury, oh. which to me basically means it's yeah. an injury. Yeah. If, he's <laughs> not playing, if he's not playing because a body part isn't working right. correctly, I think it's an injury. Let's just... <laughs> Call it what it is at this point. Um, but it's a, it's a shoulder thing, and, and it's been tricky. It's, it plagued him a bit last season, and it's the first time he's really experienced any kind of injury like that. So it's a process that seems to be different for everybody, and you kind of are just waiting, holding your breath, hoping that, uh, that when they come back, it all, it all works like it's supposed to. Yeah. So I'm sure that's a relief. Um, is there anyone in the rotation that you're concerned about at this point? I, I mean – Within reason, because again, great start. But is there anyone that that you're looking at and, and thinking, "Oh, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this." Um, I mean, not in the rotation. I am going to go back to Kershaw a little bit worried, um, just because he's still very, very good. But as a Dodger fan, having him as long as we have, we're very spoiled in what we expect from him. We haven't seen these last couple of years. Um, but he's still he's still a dominant pitcher on a lot of teams. He's still the number one, number two guy, no doubt. And so it's I just I worry about his health um, and whether or not he's going to find a way to work with his fastball because we see plenty of pitchers in MLB. Once that velocity drops, it their career can either turn around if they can find the command and find a way to work with it, or everything just goes downhill because professional baseball players are going to crush 88, 89, 90 miles per hour out of the park every time. Adam Wainwright so, can verify that. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so part of his problem right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have too many worries. Maida always gets to me a little bit each year. Um, he's just, you never know what you're going to get, but he's still very good. Not concerned. Uh, stripling a little bit just because he got fatigued last year, but I don't have any serious concerns yet. Um, the biggest thing is just making sure Kershaw and Hill come back healthy. Yeah, that that is always the factor. You mentioned the bullpen. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, and in the process, <laughs> I should stop and say, I do need to ask about uh, Cardinals favorites, Joe Kelly and David Freeze. We'll get back to David Freeze in a minute. But Joe Kelly has not been off to a great start and has been yeah. part of a couple of bullpen, uh, well, meltdowns, really. What's uh, what's the deal with Joe Kelly right now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I actually was very excited when they picked him up. He was one of the few guys on the market I wanted after seeing him in October. He just he's one of those guys that I feel like he's he has it when you need him to. Um, last year in Boston, he was terrible during the regular season. Almost didn't make the playoff roster. Yeah. So obviously, it's not good to have him where he's at right now for us performing. Um, but I just, I can't imagine someone like that. When you pitch like you did in October, yes, it's the adrenaline, the excitement to be in the playoffs. But a guy who has that stuff isn't going to be bad all of the time. Um, he did get hurt today, so he did get pulled from the game. So that was a little bit of a bummer because he did face the first guy and get him out, and he hasn't really had much luck. Um, so I was hoping he'd get his shot. But they said it's nothing serious, and they hope he isn't going to go on the – 
I had to stop myself, the IL. Um, so hopefully he gets it turned around. Um, David Freese is just David Freese. The guy hits whenever he needs to. He doesn't seem to be the best when it's not clutch, but when it's yeah. clutch, he's, I think for the Dodgers, he's four for nine in clutch situations, runners in scoring position. So it's, we have no complaints. He won us that game the other day uh, with his double off the wall. Uh, without that, we probably, probably don't win that game. Um, so we've loved him. Every single Dodger fan I talked to was happy he came back, even if it's just for one year. It's a really cool feeling as a fan to have a player say that if your team doesn't keep me, I'm probably going to retire. Um, so that kind of made, I think, everyone appreciate him even more. He's very good in the clutch situations, and he he wants to be here. He wants to be on a team that's going to be winning instead of signing with someone who will give him more money, but he may be sitting at the bottom of the playoff race. So if we hopefully Kelly gets something together because the fans are already, unfortunately, laying into him. That's what happens when <laughs> doesn't you're... doesn't take much. <laughs> After that St. Louis uh, series, when he broke Ramirez's ribs, I don't think a lot of fans, a lot of fans haven't forgiven that. Um, and so right now, I think they're finding any reason to be mad at them. And he's unfortunately giving them a reason to, giving all of us a reason <laughs> to be mad at him. So... The, the Joe Kelly experience, and now when he was in St. Louis, he pitched mostly out of the rotation. So I think it's a totally different experience watching yeah. him as a reliever. But he also wasn't throwing 100 miles an hour as a, as a starter either. So it's been an interesting process watching him from a distance. But the Joe Kelly experience is, uh, is certainly not even keeled whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but I, he's a fantastic personality, I think, and... Hopefully, um, Dodgers fans will give him a chance to uh, to I, prove that because I I jumped on his bandwagon. I bought his jersey, everything. So I'm I'm hoping he turns it around. Um, I read a story on him in his childhood, and I just I the guy deserves to do well and not be booed. And fans are gonna boo. Every fan base does. So I can't expect that to stop if he struggles. Um, but. I just, I want to see him succeed because he really wants to, even though he, he hated the Dodgers growing up. Um, Everybody he has that team, right? So, yeah. So um, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. Maybe in St. Louis. I don't know if he'll pitch again in Colorado because of his, that ball coming back and hitting him. But if it's not serious, they'll probably rest him. So there's maybe a good chance he'll be in St. Louis, which will be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, that'll be a, a, an interesting see. I mean, they gave a standing ovation to Greg Garcia uh, with the Padres today. And Greg Garcia <laughs> was a backup infield utility guy for years. So I'm sure Joe Kelly will get, yeah. uh, get quite we'll get a good ovation. welcome back. Yeah. Um, I do have to ask, one of the questions from Twitter was actually about Brock Stewart. What What's going on there? What is the deal? What is his... <laughs> <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know, I think. <laughs> he needs to keep gaining his miles on airlines because he's just not doing anything for us. Um, I personally do not like to talk down on a player. It's just, it's it's my personal preference, um, but he, he's just bad. There's no way around it. There's nothing. There's no nice things to pull out of this. He did it last year. It's been worse this year. He's coming in with, six, seven, eight run leads. So no pressure and he still can't get the outs. Um, it's just right now with the way Kelly's performing and a couple other guys in the bullpen, we can't have that. 
And he's supposed to be our long relief guy. So if a starter gets hurt in the first or second inning, I don't want Stewart out there for three or four innings. Um, so I'm hoping I get a notification in the next hour, uh, couple hours or day or two that he's on his way to OKC and they're bringing up Santana or somebody. Because um, I just I don't think he he doesn't deserve any more chances. He's already almost lost us quite a few games. Um, and we just we, we can't have that because eventually our team's going to slump every every team does and after last season you start to realize every single game matters when you play a game 163 <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure there are plenty of cardinals fans that have reminded me that in the first week or so that these uh wins and losses matter just as much yeah. as the ones last in, year in i just believe last year i was like it's just april it's just it's just may it's just june they have plenty of time and now i'm like all it, need, all it took was one more win in one of those months, and we don't end up here. So it yeah. matters. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Well, looking at this Cardinal series, is there anything that you're most intrigued by or curious about or looking forward to this weekend in St. Louis? I'm not looking forward to Paul Goldschmidt. Um, he has a thing against the Dodgers. I look back at the Cardinal series last year, and that was both ways, strangely enough. At Dodger Stadium, that was one of the worst things that was one of the first times I really sat down like was at a game as a fan and was kind of like not questioning my fandom but being like <laughs> why am I doing this to myself what is this like why am I coming to every game because you guys swept us um and then there was that series in St. Louis which was the complete opposite we yeah. didn't sleep you guys but we took we played really well and took two out of three and so it's it's hard with the Cardinals because I feel like the Cardinals aren't a rival, but I feel like teams can have postseason rivals. And that hasn't been the Cardinals the last few years. But if you go back three, four years ago, we've had a lot of run-ins with them and they've ruined our postseason a <laughs> lot of times. Uh, and so it's, it's one of those things that it's like every time you face them, at least for Dodger fans, I don't know how Cardinal fans feel. And at least for me, that every time you face them, you have to win. A sweep is embarrassing. I don't want to lose the series. Um, it just seems like, I mean, you say they're not doing good. I haven't really paid attention much to them. Um, don't really pay attention to any team outside of the Dodgers too much. Um, but looking back at last year, looking at that lineup, I wouldn't have thought by the names that they were a huge threat, but they were coming out and they were winning and the rotation was doing whatever they had to do. So even if you guys aren't doing well right now, I think the history between all of it still makes it a tough series coming up. And one that will be frustrating that if we don't come out winning the series, it's going to be kind of like, okay, this is again, a team we don't want to run into into the playoffs. So Bueller's pitching tomorrow. So he may actually pitch Thursday against you guys. That I would be actually very, that would actually be one of the things that would intrigue me a lot. And I think Urias would be pitching Sunday, so I don't think he'll see you guys. But I'd be really interested to see how Bueller does against them in St. Louis because you guys do have an intense fan base and make sure the opposing team knows you're there. So I would be interested to see how he kind of plays out in that environment and how he does. Um, it was one of his best games last year, so we'll see if he can keep it up again. Um, but I think either way it'll be a good series, and I think it's possible uh, – playoff matchup that we could see come later in the year if both teams keep it kind of 
if we keep doing what we're doing and you guys change what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been a weird start for the Cardinals because they've been in every game. Um, they've lost some games that they should have won. They've won some games that they probably should have lost. But there are those those few moments that that turn it completely on its head and you're like, well, this is this is not how the script was writing itself. Um, trust me, when I write scripts for videos, I've had to rewrite them way too many times this season already. Um, but no, it is it's they're in an interesting position because I, I think they're better than their record shows at this point, but I don't think they're as good as they expected to be right okay. off the start of the season. So it'll be interesting seeing them against a team like the Dodgers that is so hot right now. Playing against the Brewers to start the year was a, an interesting measuring stick to see where they are, and, and they were right with it. Um, they were right with them in, in the entire series, and it, there were just a few things. The starting pitching hasn't been what everybody expected it to be. A couple of the guys in the bullpen haven't been what everyone's expected them to be. And they're striking out more than anyone else in the National League right now. So <laughs> those are the areas of concern. But there are also things that uh, were not necessarily expected to be a problem. So if they turn that around, um, you know, I think they're, they're certainly going to be very competitive. So you're right. It's always interesting uh, playing the Dodgers. It feels like one of those series that may not be in the postseason, but it kind of feels like a postseason yeah. series every time. So um, it's always interesting to uh, to see those two teams go head to head. It's early yeah. in the year, so it'll be, I'm not sure when you guys come this way, but it's early in the year, so it'll make it fun. And then we'll see you guys later in the year and maybe you'll have it together and it'll be even crazier. Then. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, as for both of these teams as they figure yeah. out what, what they look like in 2019. Yeah. Where can people find you and all of your Dodgers content on the internet? So every single thing I do is under Dodgers uh, Randy. It's all social media platforms are Dodgers underscore Randy, R-E-N-D-I. Uh, YouTube is just Dodgers Randy. Um, so I have a link in my Twitter bio in my, uh, YouTube or in my Instagram bio. So it's probably going to be easier to find it from there, but I pretty sure if you just type in Dodgers, Randy, it pops up. Awesome. Well, um, I appreciate your time tonight yeah. and, uh, everyone can ask you any more questions that I didn't get to if they follow yeah. you on Twitter and ask you about yeah. the Dodgers. <laughs> I'll try to, I try to keep up as much as possible. So if someone has a question, I try to answer it to the best of my ability, but it is most of the time my opinion. So depends how people want to take that. <laughs> as it always is with, with most yeah. of us, right? Um, well, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. And uh, good luck in the series. Yeah. You guys too. <laughs> I'm curious what you think about this rivalry. Is it a real rivalry or is it just two competitive teams with great postseason history? Let me know in the comments below. Rivalry? Yes? No? Maybe? Let me know. And if you like this video, make sure you give it that thumbs up. That helps other people know that they will like it too. And don't forget to subscribe. You'll get all kinds of other content from me as well. I'll be in St. Louis for most of this week. So look for more content from St. Louis on the ground, live reporting from Bush Stadium. It won't be live necessarily. You get the point. There will be content from me in St. Louis next week. We'll also see the likes of Miles Michaelis, Dakota Hudson returning to the starting rotation, Michael Waka, and Jack Flaherty. Those are all probables, so it could be wrong, but I think that's who we'll see starting for the Cardinals against the Dodgers. Thanks again to Randy for joining me. Make sure that you're following her and shoot her those questions that maybe we didn't get to in this conversation. Follow everything going on over at Birds on the Black. Make sure you're following me on Twitter so that we can talk about all of this as the week goes on. I'm Tara Wellman, and I'll see you next time.